Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And Grow Like a Pro is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner, but also how to, how to learn and grow as a person and hear from people from all walks of life how they found success in their life. And hopefully it'll inspire you to help you on your journey. And this week to help you grow like a pro, we are so excited to welcome Matthew Terry, the owner of Clean Extreme Duct and Carpet to the show. Matthew, thanks for joining us on Grow Like a Pro this week. Uh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It's been, uh, I know Ron was saying he was very excited to uh, have you on the show. So Ron, if you guys, do you guys know each other at all? Have you worked together? I know you go both. Yeah, you know. We have met and uh, we do uh, re highly recommend this company at the basement doctor and we oh, uh, jointly do some projects and it's been, it's been a fantastic company to, uh, to work with. In fact, I have uh, some rental properties and yesterday or two days ago, I walked into one of them which I don't usually do, but we're remodeling it. But his crew was there and they were fantastic. I was watching them, talking to them a little bit. And uh, they, they really were doing a, a great job keeping, uh, we had just gotten new carpeting and they were taking great pains to make sure they took care of that. So I was very impressed. That's great. Well, Matt, why don't you tell people a little bit about Clean Extreme and yourself? So if anyone doesn't know you, what's your story? Uh, I just started uh, Clean Extreme about 10 years ago. Initially, I just thought I'd be a small, you know, owner operator. Uh, and about three, four years ago, I decided that maybe I want to take advantage of the opportunities that the free market provides and grow my company a little larger. Um, and in doing so, I wanted to try to provide opportunities to others. That was really the catalyst to started all of this. Uh, I saw my assistant that I had hired really kind of peaked out and really didn't have anywhere to grow. And uh, so I decided, you know what, let's grow the company so I can give him opportunity and uh, give others opportunity over here on the west side of Columbus, um, which is really where I'm from and kind of where I have a passion to try to help people on through my company. Yeah, that's great. And then, and so it's, it's mostly focused on duct and carpet, as it says in the, uh, says in the name, is there, do you guys do other services too, or are those kind of the main, the main focus? Absolutely. We do uh, offer air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout cleaning. So really any specialized kind of cleaning that you're going to need done in your home uh, that you're going to want a professional to come in definitely and help you take care of, we can definitely provide those services. And you know, something that, you know, caught my eye when I was doing a little bit of research on your company and yourself, and obviously you were talking this a little bit about this, the pre-show sounds like you have a really big focus on culture and, you know, obviously putting the customer first and like, you know, bringing back that, that, that service of old, like you said, and like really putting a focus on that. So I'd love to kind of hear you talk about your philosophy in running your business. Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, tagline or whatever have you call it is old time service, cutting edge cleaning, you know, and we try to make that a real thing, not just a tagline or something that gets hung up on a banner. So what we try to do is we really focus on taking care of first of our employees, treating them like real people, caring about them, being mentors to them. That's a big thing with our company is mentorship. 
Um, that's also how we're set up because we are a trade, you know, apprenticeship and passing on skills to others is a big part of uh, what brings us our success and what establishes the culture within our company. Then when we go to actually provide our service, because we do have a tight knit group here and have developed a positive family type of culture, we can project that to our customers. And it really just is second nature and just how we do business because we have established a solid culture first within the company. Gotcha. And Ron, how, how did you first get introduced to Matt and, uh, and extreme? Well, cleaning? my, uh, <clears throat> vice president of the basement doctor, Ed uh, Meyer introduced us and he said, you got to meet this guy. I'm really impressed. He kind of reminds me of your philosophy of how you run the company, you know, our, how we, um, our culture. And I met Matt and, uh, I was so impressed. I said, well, you know, one of the things I try to do is work with people and help them grow their business and things like that. And I, I, I loved his marketing. I loved his attitude. I loved everything about it. And uh, I was uh, thinking, you know, that's kind of where I was uh, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And uh, he's, he's far advanced in how he realized that he's a customer-centric company which means the customer's at the center always and everything else is a spoke off the customer. And I think he's really developed that into an extremely high level. And it shows with uh, how, uh, you know, he's doing, I, I know that uh, he's, his company's doing well and uh, he controls things and the customer satisfaction. I read a lot of reviews, Every, everybody raves about it. And that's, that's really what you need. So uh, I'm a big fan. Well, I love it. That's, that's fantastic to hear. And um, it's, you know, I, I like the the whole thing about the old time service and stuff. And, you know, right when you jump on your website, you obviously see this service technician that looks like he was pulled, you know, from decades past or something. Is, is, is his name Eugene or is that, is that another member of your team that's writing about all this stuff? Or is that the... Uh, the no, I, I, that is our mascot. Our mascot is Eugene indeed. Uh, He's there to represent uh, us and our culture to our customers. Uh, you know, that's the, the, the whole idea behind our branding was to project our culture to our customers, because that's really the first point of contact that they do have with us is when they see our advertisements, jump on a website, start doing Google reviews. So we wanted to make sure that we conveyed that message initially, and it really sets off the whole experience for the customer at a positive right foot. Yeah. And what did Eugene, was he, you know, from the beginning or was he, did he come a little later in the mission? So no, actually, like I said, so I had started my company and in, with initially, you know, just wanting to be a small one man show. So yeah. the side of my van looked like any other van that was done in the 2000s with just simple graphics with my company name and the list of services on the side. Then when I decided I wanted to get serious, you know, I had obviously laid out a plan and had thought about how I wanted my company to operate before I started doing anything to actually grow. And one of the first steps I did do was to take the time to have my uh, brand redrawn and re-envisioned. I had Dan Antonelli with Kick Charge Creative out of New Jersey, uh, did a phenomenal job, him and his team for me, uh, in representing my vision and communicating in a uh, visual manner. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny too, cause you know, obviously Ron is the basement doctor and it's kind of a little, you know, obviously the logo is inspired by him and it, it, it took a little more animated form in the more recent years, but looks like Eugene's just kind of your standard service technician seems to go kind of that way. Like it could be anybody kind of thing. 
Oh, it was it's me animated. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it is actually me animated. So with that's some cool. exaggerations, obviously, because he's a cartoon. But no, <laughs> that was the idea though. behind it. So, you know, I know Ron has found a lot of success with the idea of the head and the image. But my always my concern was is that I didn't want I wanted to feel like a small business. But at the same time, I wanted to feel like I was large enough to take care of you. So I didn't want to feel corporate, but wanted to feel small at the same time. Again, thinking about future expansions, because people want to have the experience that you get with a small business, but they really want that service and the reliability that you're going to get with a large corporation that has a larger infrastructure to take care of needs. Right. So that was one of the thoughts as well with uh, the whole branding and the design uh, imagery that we did decide to go upon. Gotcha. And then how is, uh, are you, are you mostly focused on central Ohio? Do you guys extend more outside of Ohio? How far does the reach of clean extreme go? So right now we are servicing the just Columbus and 20 miles around. We are getting ready to expand into the Cincinnati and Dayton markets later this year. Uh, so some big moves for the company ourselves. Um, some excited things coming up for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a, uh, it seems like you really kind of made a name for yourself and done some big things. And I guess, what is the, um, what is the whole process like of cleaning and why are you guys kind of different than any other duct and carpet thing? I know you talk about the service, but like, what is the, what is the process that you really pride yourself on? It's really, honestly, it's the way that we've reinvented the way that we're delivering the service. Cleaning is cleaning. Either you can clean decent or you can't. And it's it's just a trade, a skill that you pass on. The thing that really genuinely does separate us is, I know I'm going to harp back to it again, but it is the culture and the level of service that we do provide for our customer. You know, like I said, people are craving right now more than anything, high quality service. And they don't want to be hassled a lot at the same time with pricing, things of that nature. So with our very upfront, we use a very upfront published online pricing. So everybody knows what they're getting into before we arrive. And that really allows us to in turn focus instead on the experience itself and delivering a higher quality of clean versus a lot of our competition who is using models, you know, from a bygone era where a lot of upselling things like that need to take place for them to deliver the service at the level they need to and to make the profits that they're wanting. Yeah, Adam, I really want to talk about that in the next segment. I know uh, we're getting ready to take a yeah. break, but that that was always, that was very fascinating to me. And I think um, Matt really has a great formula here. So that's something I really want to dive into. Well, let's, let's take that moment to take a break and cut to quick commercials, but make sure to stay tuned on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN to continue this story, and we will be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum, and our special guest, Matthew Terry, the owner of Clean Extreme Duct and Carpet. And if you missed our first segment, or if you're new to Grow Like a Pro, we want to remind you that Grow Like a Pro goes live on 610 WTVN every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you can't make that, it also goes live on podcast services around the globe at that time as well. So you can listen back to all of our incredible guests and get an idea of what, what we do and hear from some of the most incredible people in our community and beyond. And now with that out of the way, I want to get back into the story about Matthew. And I know Ron wanted to touch on something in our last segment about kind of the transparency of the company, you know, really kind of focused on that pricing thing. So Ron, I'll, I'll let you kind of take it away and lead this first part. Well, you know, 
we all, you know, you mentioned the model you had, Matt, uh, in the beginning was kind of modeled after what maybe most of your competitors were doing or what the industry was doing in terms of, you know, advertising a low price and then going in and obviously pounding on the customer. Um, and quite honestly, you know, when I first uh, got involved with uh, The Basement Doctor, which at the time in the early 90s was called uh, J&D Waterproofing, their model was not good either. I mean, it was based on what the industry did, which was uh, not a good thing to go in and play games with pricing. And, uh, you know, just it's just not uh, the way I wanted to do business. So I came out with a published price list that we actually showed the customer and advertised it. And so there was no games at all. It was all, everybody got the same type of pricing and worked out, but how did you, but, you know, when I looked at your website initially, I saw, wow, you know, I can figure out what I'm going to pay this company when they come out, you know, to do uh, the work. And um, I love that. So what, what, how did that come about? Uh, it came about much like you through a process of trial and error. You know, when I first started my company, uh, I did the same thing that my mentor and previous employer had done. And it was to run those $39 and $49 ads just to get yourself literally in the door into the customer's home. And then from there, you would add on everything you needed to do to try to accomplish the job uh, the correct way, all the steps that were necessary. You know, it left a sour taste in customers' mouths, in my opinion, because they felt like they were just being upsold. And that does, wasn't really the, my intention to make people feel that way. It's just that's the way I felt I needed to do to get into customers' doors. And what I eventually realized that that really wasn't the case. And as time went on, I think customers' attitudes are definitely changing now that we've entered the digital age. You know, customers are a lot more informed. And they want to be more informed and feel like they're more in control of their decisions. And they don't want to have these games that people come in and want to upcharge and add everything that needs to be done. They just want to know up front, what is it going to take to get this job done the right way? Uh, that way they can focus and look more on the reviews and decide who they want to do the job. Um, so we decided, you know, to take advantage of what we were seeing in the marketplace. And we designed an all-inclusive one pricing package for all of our services. That way customers can understand before we arrive what their costs are going to be. And we can focus again, like I had mentioned in the previous segment, on delivering the higher level of quality service and the clean at the same time, because we're not busy trying to get them to buy extra products, services, or whatever, to get to the point where we know we're going to leave them with our best results. What, what were some of the challenges of coming to this pricing? Was what Did you kind of find a sweet spot right away? Was it a lot of trial and error? How did you kind of find what the right pricing was that was not too high, was not too low, et cetera, et cetera? Basically, it was just pricing our services to the point where we were making a fair profit and we could deliver the service in a fair way to our customers. Uh, and basically come to that conclusion, it was pretty easy to come to a price that we needed. It's just a math problem at that point. And it alleviates any of that mystification or, um, I don't know, uh, you know, question with the customer as well, you know, on our pricing. And what we found is when we did that math, it left us kind of right in the middle of the field. We're definitely not the most expensive and we're definitely not by far the cheapest price out there either. We're right in the middle is where our pricing ended up. And then from there, you know, pricing is really an interesting beast. Um, 
you know, it drives a lot on market forces. And from there, obviously, you know, we have had price increases. And, you know, that leads to a whole nother subject. And it's kind of the uh, economic environment that we're working in right now. And, uh, you know, forces that are coming into play quickly here, like inflation and other things like that. So, you know, those are definitely some of the things that uh, have come into the back of our minds and we've had to definitely start paying attention to and have had to start taking action on in the last six months. You know, one of the things that I uh, try, we talk to all our people about, and, you know, I have licensees and franchises around the country, and I always talk to them about the fact that a cheaper price is not a competitive advantage. And they, at first, they're, they, a lot of people, business owners, they don't understand what I mean by that. But, you know, if I drop my price, let's say I'm charging, you know, $100 for something, and you know, I drop my price to 99. Well, the next guy is going to come in and he'll drop his price to 98. Next guy comes in, he drops his price to 97. That doesn't give them a really competitive advantage because they, people can just keep going. And if they see that, you know, people are uh, just immediately dropping prices, uh, you know, right now uh, is not the time to do that. Like you said, inflation now is the time to do good work, people have a lot of discretionary income because they're not going out to dinner. They're not, they're spending it on their homes and they want a good, and, and you're in a, a great business because they want to breathe clean air and they want their houses to be clean. And I see that to a degree in my business, which is why, you know, partnering with you is, is a really strong, um, you know, we, we do a lot of major surgery on houses. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we do, you know, our program is, uh, you know, both uh, labor and materials. Yours is heavily on the labor side of things. So um, absolutely having the right equipment. But uh, again, I think your point of just companies, you know, you, to me, Matt, and I want to talk about this with you is you're a real true entrepreneur. And I love that because you really have identified what you're about. And what your company is about is what you're about. Um, you know, the CEO of a company or an owner um, is the chief education officer. I don't, that's what I call it, the chief education officer. And it all trickles down from your core beliefs. And uh, as you grow, there are certain challenges. You know, when you get into Cincinnati and Dayton and the other areas, you're going to find that. I, I found it because we did the Absolutely. same. Absolutely. And, uh, but anyway, you know, obviously you've got a really good sense of, of what your company wants to be. And I think that's something that the listeners really need to understand because of all the people really that we've interviewed, and there's been quite a few in the last year or so, um, there's only been a few that have really, in my mind, uh, one being, uh, Moo Moo Car Wash, uh, that gentleman, um, Adam, if you remember, he had a real good sense. That reminds me of this interview quite yeah, a bit. Definitely. Well, I thank you for those kind words, Ron. Definitely. Uh, uh, they are appreciated for sure. I don't know if I'm all that great or anything. I think the biggest advantage that I've had is I've just figured out how to uh, take my, like you said, my, my personal beliefs and my personal culture and my worldview and what I see going around me and then applying it to a business model. 
Um, and I think sometimes that's the hard step that a lot of people have is taking all of their observations and then combining it into a plan and then executing it in the form of a business model. And yeah, yeah. And I, again, I, that's what I think has been, that's what I've observed. And I think a lot of it does come from the top. And like you said, I, I think you may have mentioned on the show, but I know you talked about it before. You know, a lot of times company can give a lot of lip service, but you really do believe in your mission and are helping make it happen. And like you said, you're keeping that small company mentality while trying to give the benefits of a bigger company to your customers. And I think it shows, like, I don't think you're out there, you know, blowing hot gas or whatever. You're really trying to make a difference and really stay true to what you believe in and helping the community you grew up in. And it shows, like you said, it's, it's I mean, it's pretty easy to see through a bunch of BS and it's, it really shows that you're, you really care about what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, if there's other business owners that are out there listening right now is, is culture is a huge thing. And I just want to keep getting back and harping on that. Don't try to make business complicated. It's really not complicated. The simpler you make it, the more honest you make it, the easier it is. And I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of mid and small size businesses have tried to make business simply too complicated for this reason or that reason. You don't need to have a gimmick or a catch. You just need to be real and raw and available for your customers these days. That's what customers are looking for. And they're looking for familiarity as well, I would say, yeah. with that to go in as well, you know, but that's becoming more and more important. Uh, you know, the world we live in is a changing place, a very rapidly changing pace. You know, that would probably be a good topic for us for the next 10 minutes, you know, the world and how it has changed in the last 10 years and maybe what it looks like uh, going forward. I'd love to talk to Ron and hear some of his thoughts on that as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think that's a, definitely a great topic and I think we will get to that after this short break. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, and we will be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum, and our special guest, Matthew Terry, the owner of Clean Extreme Duct and Carpet. And Matt, in this segment, I'd love to you know, go back in time a little bit to when the company started, even before then, like what was, was this kind of always the plan owning a business, getting into this industry, or was there a different kind of plan? How did you kind of get to where you are today? I got to be honest. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, even when I was back in high school, I had a small uh, landscaping company, had a couple employees that actually did work for me. Um, after high school, I actually uh, abandoned the uh, idea of self-employment for a little while and sold cars and then got right back into the self-employment and framed homes and had a framing company uh, building for some of the largest builders here in town for about eight years until the uh, housing boom and the knots. Uh, and then after that, I kind of had to reinvent myself. And that led me, you know, to uh, this industry where I obviously worked and mentored under somebody for about five years, mastering my skills. Um, before I, you know, spread my wings and decided to go ahead and enter the entrepreneurship field again and uh, open Clean Extreme. Nice. And how? And what is what is the the last ten years been like? Has have you felt like the industry has changed a lot? Has it been kind of similar? Have there been a lot of advancements in technology? Like, how has it been since you started to where things are today? Oh, absolutely. The it's changed totally. We have gone from a time where 
most advertisements and people found you either through the phone book and you had a lot of companies, you know, named AAA carpet cleaning because they <laughs> oh, wanted yeah. to be first. And, you know, the reviews was the Better Business Bureau and somebody had to call up and find out about you from the Better Business oh, Bureau to where now, you know, today is, you know, the Google reviews is the gold standard. You know, the digital online review is the uh, modern modern gold standard for your service level. And uh, so, you know, it's it's changed the business in a couple of ways. It's required people to pay attention to their service levels a little bit better or they find themselves, um, you know, working a small, unsuccessful business or they're challenged to make money, let's just say, because the environment isn't the same that it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, marketing was still done heavily via print. I mean, that was all market spaces, not just my own. Now, you know, print's a very, very small majority or a minority of your actual marketing uh, these days or communicating with our customers in a much different way as well. You know, which leads back to why I had designed my business model the way I have in the pricing, because the way we are communicating, I mean, that's basically what we've been discussing today is the modern business environment and how it has changed, you know, over the uh, the past 10, 15 years. And we are definitely in a period of change and turmoil right now. Uh, and, you know, the good thing and the exciting thing about it is periods of change and turmoil is they provide a lot of opportunity, opportunity to people that can grasp the ideas and concepts that we're starting to talk about here today. And again, being able to apply them into their business, because um, there's going to be a lot of people that over the coming five years or so from the fallout from, unfortunately, this pandemic and the economic stresses that it put on a lot of small businesses and mid-sized businesses just aren't going to be able to make it. Um, you know, our landscape is changing. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of these older businesses that, uh, you know, from that are running businesses models from 10 and 15 years ago and are unable to adapt are just not going to, unfortunately, make it, which is going to leave huge holes in the landscape of our economy as well as our communities. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's without a doubt. It's, it's kind of a, like a big cold bath being dumped on you with all this stuff going on. Um, but uh, you know, speaking on that, that specific topic, was there, were you, did you feel like you were kind of on the cutting edge of a lot of this changes or was there something you were hesitant to that finally you were like, wow, maybe we do need to change and something that you overcame on that side of things. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think it was more just a, uh, a growth thing as I was working in the business. I, I, I recognize these trends. Um, so I have an interesting background. You know, as a child, I was an army brat. So I grew up actually literally all around the world. Both of my parents obviously are from here in Columbus, and this is my roots and where I've always called home. Uh, but in that experience, it allowed me to experience a lot of different cultures and a lot of different people. Um, and I think that gave helped to give me a little bit more of a thorough understanding of, um, you know, different uh, exercises and different. Uh, well, to give you an example, my very first very first paying paying job was when I was 13. I was living in Berlin, Germany at the time, and I worked at a, uh, a facility where we issued the military guys, uh, their canteens, flak vests, basically everything except for their guns. And this was right before we were about to enter the Gulf War and they were converting everything over to the tan camo as opposed to the military green camo like they had since they were stationed in Europe there. And 
what this did is, is it uh, kind of gave me an eye-opening experience because it showed me how, I guess I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, just kind of how people think about experiences and experience life and how they apply it. And so it makes it for me easier for me to uh, transition those experiences and apply them into my business. Uh, back to with the, you know, where we're going with the future and what I was kind of trying to get to with my first job as well is that I was paid in Deutschmarks. You know, that's a currency that no longer exists. Um, and so as a child, I've experienced a lot of transition and change and things like that. So that really helped me, I think, as a person and personally be able to, uh, uh, translate what I was seeing, you know, that these shifts that were happening, uh, you know, as we were moving from paper to digital, uh, you know, marketing, as we were having customers not using the BBB anymore, and we're starting to use online reviews as opposed or as a, a source of finding who they're going to use for their service providers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you said it perfectly. I mean, it's, you had to adapt. I mean, it's, it's so different from someone who may have, you know, grown up in the same town, went to college in the same town, didn't really see a lot of these changes. There weren't as many cases where they really needed to kind of look inward and see this. Obviously everyone goes through their own struggles and everything, but you were kind of forced in, in an extreme way to adapt. So I'm sure when you see the market change in your business, it's like, okay, it's just another thing we got to do. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely an advantage I think I do have. And it kind of gave me maybe a little bit of an insight over others. I, I hate to toot my own horn or try to make it sound like I'm a special person. I've just got some unique experiences that maybe give me a little bit uh, of a different viewpoint than say, you know, somebody like you said, who has never really left their town other than for vacations, you know? Yeah. I think we'll give you 10 seconds of praising yourself. We'll, we'll allow that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't do it very well. I'm, I'm horrible at praising myself. No, I feel so good. awkward talking about myself, even honestly. I think that says well, a whole lot know, about I've you. never felt that way. <laughs> I know, Rod, you could, you could teach him some lessons right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'll I, sign up for know, those. Bill of you from Archie Griffin. He's the most humble guy I know. I always tell him that. Yeah. I'm dropping his name, but. Uh, no, he's a friend and he's, you know, a two-time Heisman Trophy winner, but he's, he showed me and I, I've talked to him over the years about how humble he, he really is. And I think humility is a very important trait in life. But, uh, you know, being married to uh, your mother-in-law, I will always be humble. Yep, I know. There's, <laughs> she definitely keeps you grounded, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing a lot of those stories. We do have to take one more quick break before our last segment. So all you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in and make sure to stay tuned because we got a little bit more. So stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Matthew Terry, the owner of Clean Extreme Duct and Carpet. And my friends, we are once again in my least favorite segment, the final segment where we must soon say goodbye to Matt. But we really appreciate the stories he's told and also the little bit he has left for us. So without further ado, Matt... One thing that, you know, obviously is one of the biggest problems in running a business in doing things is finding the right people, keeping them on board, keeping them happy, all this kind of stuff. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience in the hiring process and keeping your employees happy, which you mentioned at the beginning is one of your biggest focuses, which is fantastic, but I'm, you know, I'm sure it's not all, all sunshine. So I'd love to kind of hear some of the stories from you on, on managing that. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we kind of take a process, like I said, of mentorship, just like any trade. So uh, this enables us to pass on uh, culture and skills to our new employees as we bring them on. Uh, and what we've kind of found as a company, we do things a little different than others. You know, a lot of other companies, they want to bring people on with lots of experience in their field already. What we found is we really like bringing on young people that don't have any experience in our field who are looking for a career change for good opportunity. And then we teach them everything they need to know from square one. Uh, we find oftentimes that when we bring others in in the past that do have experience, they want to bring their bad habits bad uh, customer service. And those things are really, really, really hard to unteach on the customer service. And uh, if a person just has bad customer service, bad attitude about their customers, just, you know, and that usually has transcended from previous employers, previous bosses and how they treated their business. Um, so what we found, like I said, is we like those fresh people that we can treat, mold, um, and then give them an opportunity. And by doing that, uh, they respect the job itself a lot more. And then in turn, they take care of our customers a lot more, which provides more of a win-win situation for everybody. Now, if you want to talk about a nightmare situation, that's finding people right now, definitely. Um, you know, this uh, pandemic and then uh, coming out of it, it's proved very challenging to get people to want to come on board. And there's, you know, a lot of varied reasons for that. You know, you still have a lot of people that are definitely concerned about the uh, virus itself. We also have uh, a situation, unfortunately, where us small businesses are having to compete almost with our own government for employment right now. The government, unfortunately, with their unemployment, while it's definitely is a need and a necessity for the community, I think it's uh, put us in a tough position because a lot of people are opting maybe to stay home in unemployment rather than seeking gainful employment. Uh, you know, and it's definitely available. It's all over the news right now. This isn't just something that I'm experiencing. It's definitely something that's kind of an American wide phenomenon right now. And it's just now, I think, starting to gain traction and uh, visibility in a more visible way. Yeah. You know, having a service business, I'm, I'm obviously I've had, uh, a lot of the same issues. Um, we've been able to fortunately overcome them uh, in the last uh, quarter, really, more so as you're saying. I think last year during uh, the height of the pandemic, although some people think it's the height now, but um, we see a little bit of things opening up, but it's, uh, it's a challenge. And um, to get people, like you're saying, that understand you know, what it takes to, you know, they show up to, to just have them show up every day. That's 99% of success is showing up every day. And that seems to be a missing trait today in, uh, in the world <laughs> with uh, a lot, you know, and I, I've always been very positive personally. And I think you probably are too mad about young people and helping them and training them, but it becomes a challenge because they, their work ethic, uh, is not what uh, parents today don't uh, really teach the same work ethic that uh, they used to. You know, I agree with you on that, Ron. And something that we've really done that's helped us kind of uh, weed those individuals out that are just looking for a paycheck as opposed to looking for a career is, is that when we bring people on their first 30 days, it's really a tryout period for them and us both. You know, and then at the end of those 30 days, we sit down and have an honest discussion. 
you know, is this really what they want to do or, you know, or do they fit great? And this is really what they want to do. Um, and, you know, something else that I've noticed is that there's like, I, I, I hate to be, I don't know what the right term is, but this younger generation age 20 to 24 is a little bit different than that generation age 24 to 35. I agree with a lot of your assessment and what you were saying about a lot of them wanting to sit down, but I'm seeing a little bit of a, a, a paradigm shift with this younger generation. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I feel encouraged by it too. You know, I agree with you. I, I have a orientation breakfast after people have been with us for 30 days and I just had one and I met some, I was very impressed with the young people that I met at the orientation. And, uh, you know, I, 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 so I agree with you. I'm encouraged. And they were in that same uh, bracket of uh, 20 to 25 year olds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that kind of goes in with a, you know, a few other trends that are starting to change or, and like I said, we're under a, we're in the middle of a period of great change. Um, and I think that that's maybe just a symptom or a byproduct of the beginning of some of the changes that we're going to start to see uh, in our culture and in our society. Some of these changes are going to be good. Some of them are going to be, you know, not so good. And it's going to depend on your perspective, obviously. Um, but I think that that's one of the biggest messages that I'd like to leave to other businesses over out there right now is that we are in a period of change. And with change, brings risk and opportunity. And that's the big thing. Uh, lots and lots of opportunity. Don't be afraid of change. Embrace it uh, and lead your team through it. That's the big thing as owners and as leaders is that you do have to lead. Um, you have to be involved. You can't just, uh, you know, sweep it under the rug, pretend, you know, what's going on in the world isn't happening. You have to, you know, address this with your staff. Absolutely. That's exactly the great uh, leadership attitude. It's all about looking up, not down. Yep, leading forward. Well, that's, I think that's a great place to end. Unfortunately, we do have to call it a call it a show, but that just means we'll have to have you back on in the future, Matt. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I want to give you a chance to let people know how they can get in touch with you, use your user services, pick your brain, whatever, whatever you'd like. How, how could people, you know, keep in touch with you? Yes, yeah, certainly. They can always reach us at our website at www.mycleanextreme.com. They can find out all the information about our services, pricing. They can book online as well. If they'd like to call in and give us a chat, we'd love to speak with them. They can speak with myself or Justin. We're here every day from 9 to 6. They can reach us at 614-678-1426. I'd just like to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come on today and uh, share a little bit about a clean extreme, uh, how I see the world and my visions. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, we, we, you. Yeah, we thank you as well. And uh, like I said, we look forward to hopefully having you back on in the future and see how, how much more you've grown. So Matt, thank you so much, Ron. Thank you. The pretty face as always, always appreciate it. And my pleasure, Adam. And the audience, thank you for listening. And we look forward to coming back each and every week with an incredible guest like Matt. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.